This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition where we've already had alcohol, so maybe don't even know our own names. Just kidding. I'm your host, Erica Lance. My co-host today is... Mark Muncy from Erie, Florida. Amazing, amazing. And our guest today is Mary Sheriff. (laughs) Okay, we're talking again about what we're drinking because, yes... So I decided to hit the declaw again with the Sweet Baby Jesus, which is chocolate peanut butter porter. And I may have had several of these and they taste like a chocolate peanut butter alcoholic drink. Mark, what are you drinking? Uh, I am having the waffles and syrup from Coffee Shop of Horrors Stranger Brew uh, based on a, a certain show on Netflix. Uh, and, uh, and I got to say, it is delightful. And has made tonight just fly by more than other things too. So I it looks like you do you have a nightmare before Christmas mug you're drinking that? Yes, out of it's too? a giant one and it says uh mornings are my worst nightmare. So <laughs> I like that. Yep. That's awesome. About them. Okay, Mary, what are you drinking? I am drinking Noble Vines Collection 337. It's a cab bread. It's all right. I love it. You know, gets the job done. Okay. You ready for rapid fire questions? Oh, as ready as I'll ever be. Awesome. (laughs) What is your favorite book of all time? Favorite book of all time. Um, Harry Potter. Which one? All of them. Okay. Well, that was very aggressive. Why are we being so aggressive? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because rapid fire. I got to go. Got to go. No. (laughs) I think my favorite of the Harry Potter books was number four. Goblet of Fire? Yeah. Goblet of Fire or six. I don't know. Four or six. Where Edward the Vampire is killed in Goblet of Fire? Wait. Wrong movie. Right? dying to say that i forgot that joke is built up inside of me for a really I'm long good. time i'm so well glad you had the chance nailed it um okay what is <laughs> what is the worst book you've ever read Ooh, the worst book i ever read Ooh. i don't know i don't know if i can do it all right that's disappointing I know. I'm sorry. You can always go back to a book you were forced to read in high school or something. Yeah. Mark's favorite book of all time is Jane Eyre. Yes. It's my favorite book to dish, uh, to, to, to say is my worst favorite book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, book I had to read in high school that I hated. Well, I mean, I guess I can think like if we're going to go classics, I don't actually like. There we go. There we I don't like, um, what was that? Return of the Native. Oh, no. You know what the worst one was? Was Ulysses. Oh, yeah. Voice oh, or yeah. Portrait of a Young Man as an Artist. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, that was terrible. Understood. See, yeah. you have a lot of feelings there. We just I do. To I just have to them. Yep. And I, I and don't like, like trash authors, but I, they're dead. So I can they're trash dead. them. They're dead. Don't matter. Yeah. And you oh, know, yeah. it's it's not the gold of trash authors. Again, we're readers. 
there are certain books we like and there are certain books we don't like. Sure. And, you know, I know many people like Jane Eyre. I, I think I, I avoid them, but I know them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how you get Mark drawn into a true story is to mention the alabaster skin of at least five <laughs> of the females in the book. That will immediately, he cannot put that book down. I, 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 I immediately throw the book <laughs> out the window yeah. and light it on fire. Because, yeah. oh my God, if I see the word alabaster more than twice <laughs> in, a, in a book, funny. I'm like, why? Why? Okay, <laughs> so I, there's a funny little story with that before we get back to rapid fire questions. So Mark's told this um, when I did an interview with him, oh my God, almost two years ago now. We've been on the air a long time. Okay. But um, he said this, and what's really funny is the authors in our writing community heard this, and we were talking one day because all of us now refuse to word, use the word alabaster <laughs> anywhere near anything. And a lot of the writers, not me, I write horror and then I write erotica, but they um, write fantasy and this is a favored word with like high fantasy type mm. or vampire books like this oh, is sure. that's, that's really it's usually those two yep yeah. yeah and the authors are like so terrified of using the word alabaster <laughs> to describe skin i'm like because it's the go-to but no mark muncie doesn't approve so do not oh. use the word alabaster ever oh. when describing even for a vampire even, even for, for a vampire well, once, once per book. That's the rule. Okay. Once per book. Right. Once per once book. book. You don't need right. to say it every time. You know, that's the key. Yeah. Every time the light hits her alabaster skin, it's not necessary. No, it's not. Um. So, are you a plotter or do you pants? What do you do? I I'm a plotter, but my plots don't stick. So you know, I make a plot and then I write <laughs> for a little while and then I go off the plot and then I replot. <laughs> and then I write for a little while. So it's back and forth, but there's always a plan. It just don't stay with it. Do your characters drive you at all? Yeah, I think that's what happens is, is the characters. Like I might plan for a scene and then I write the scene and I'm like, that does not work. That's falling flat. What needs to happen here is this. And then all of a sudden, once somebody says something, you're like, whoa, that's interesting. And if we're going to say that, then this, 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 and this have to change. Forward and backward. <laughs> that's a lot of changes. That's it is. That's also why it takes me forever to write. I can understand that. Characters driving stories and stuff like that, especially if they talk to you. Where do you get ideas for your books? I think just life and the world around me and what I'm thinking about and ruminating on and stressing about and that kind of stuff. Do you take notes or voice recordings? How do you record the brilliant ideas or dialogue that you think of um, among so, the daily activities of your yeah. life? So I do sometimes do journaling to capture that, especially like when I'm in the midst of something. Um, I do keep, uh, everyone has their phone with them. I do occasionally, especially it seems to happen in the car. I'll get an idea and I'll record myself saying like this line of dialogue or something like that. Um, so those are probably the two things. Okay. Mark, biggest, it's over to you. Biggest influence from an, which author influences you the most? Um, I had a woman named Han Nolan. Um, who's a YA author. She won the National Book Award. She was also my professor for several different classes. And I think probably of all of the people who have touched my writing, and there are many, and they have all been very impactful in different ways because of 
the variety of ways that we connected. Um, I'll, I'll give I'll give it to her. Okay, excellent. I like uh, it. And then, uh, let's see uh, what you you talked in our previous show about uh, your first novel was, was fantasy uh, mm -hmm. uh, oriented. Uh, what were your fantasy influences? Fantasy influences. Other than Harry uh, Potter. Yeah. 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 Well, I wrote it before Harry Potter, just to like note that. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I finished writing it right around when Harry Potter came out, but I wrote it before I read Harry Potter. Uh, Wrinkle in Time was probably my favorite fantasy book growing up. Excellent. Good choice. What did you think of the movie? I was okay. Which leads to my next question, which is what is your favorite book to movie? Favorite book to movie? Hunger Games. Me too, actually. Super well done. Minus yeah. the casting of PETA. I actually loved him as PETA. I think he's a good actor, so I don't mean to trash him at all. But he just was not what I pictured. No, I think a lot of people said that he's not what he pictured, but I think he um, embodied the character. Like the tone and the, Fair. you know, he was PETA. Like, because to me, PETA's the heroes of the, the hero of those books. Hmm. Katniss is a complete shit show that literally <laughs> died Katniss, in how can you say that? <laughs> because she does not do anything, anything but whine through most of the books. You know what I mean? Like I like she Woody eats Harrelson. So. <laughs> oh, I love Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Oh, you yes. Know, he was amazing. He was perfect. He was great. I went back and re-listened to those books on audiobook. The audiobook narrator for those books is amazing. She does oh, yeah? a tremendous job. And I went back and re-listened. And I actually had forgotten because I, you know, I read the books, then I saw the movies, and then mm -hmm. I hadn't touched it. I was like, I'm going to go. I, I own the movie. So I watched them a lot because I actually think they're very well done. But I went back and I listened to the audiobooks, and I forgot the layers to Hamish. There are so many layers. Mm -hmm. And what's even more interesting is if you read the newest book, the songs and snakes. or Songbirds song and snakes. snakes Something. And, song. Um, and I'm listening to it right now, which is the story of Snow when he mm -hmm. was younger, right? Like, yeah, I read it. Uh, yeah. And I'm in the middle, so don't give away the ending. But it brings up Hamish, which I thought was really, really interesting and brings up that entire situation. And I was like... Well, there are many layers to our Hamish character, but I thought Woody Harrelson did him really well. What about book to TV show? Book to TV show. Oh yeah, no, I'm going to keep it going. Look at these great questions I've come up with, Mark. Are you impressed? These are these are new. I like them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm to... What book to TV show have I even watched? There you go. You not watch Netflix? They have a ton. Like Lucifer is a book to TV show. Didn't watch. Oh, that's a pretty fun one. That is, um, yeah, Lucifer. That's the guy. He's well, he's Satan, right? Yeah. I, I think I think I think I've seen the the um, things for that. Uh... It is Satan, based on a graphic novel. Oh, right. Shadow and Bone. That was based on a book. Well, how about this? I mean, I love The Walking Dead, but I honestly never read the comic books. So, I mean, it's booked a TV show, but I didn't actually read the book. So, is that like yeah. that? That counts. That okay. counts. Uh, um, right. Daryl Dixon is not in those comics until after the TV show was created, just to give you that. Fair enough. And 
Um, it is way more graphic in the oh, yeah. comic books than it is in the TV show. That's hard to imagine. No, there is a lot of rape and things like that in the comic oh. books. Hmm. Like Very the crazy. governor, the level of evil the governor is, hmm. like crank that up by about 4,000%. Yep. Oh, but how, okay, I got you. I got you. I got a book to TV where I read the book and I watched the show. And oh. I, like, I like the TV show better. What's that? Game of Thrones. There we go. Except for season eight. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Good point. But I, I think the Game of Thrones is, is really well written. It's just after I read like, mm, I think I want to say I read three of them. And by the end of the third one, I felt like I had been abused. Like I was like not separating like my own mood from the book I was reading. And I got to a point where I was like, I feel like it's unhealthy for me to continue reading these books. But the show didn't affect me that way. So I, you know. Anyway. You want to hear something really, uh, this is a fun fact about George R. R. Martin. I had no idea. He's a pantser. Well, that explains why he can't finish his last book. Because he's got 5,000 threads out there that he can't freaking pull together. No, I think the problem with the last book is, and I, I actually, I've come to grips. I've gone through an emotional journey, even on this podcast with this book. <laughs> because I want to read this book desperately. I read all of them. And one of the things I think is brilliant about his writing is he's one of the few authors that really does continuously punch you in the gut. And not a lot of authors can do that well, though. Like, yeah. Oh, he does he, it well. He Absolutely. does it really well, but he does. But I, you know what? I would not... I think he missed this opportunity to put that book out. Like, I think it needed to happen before the series ended. Yep. And now the way they ended that series, there is so much responsibility on him to fix it. Yep. Where if it hadn't have ended, he could have done whatever ending he wanted to. And then if his ending was bad, people could say the show ending was better. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he had an out I feel like the show ending could have worked if it had been two seasons instead of one and they had earned it oh no they didn't they thought they were going to a star wars series which was dutifully taken away from them and it made me very happy when that happened because they were all like talking about it right as they were totally fucking up season eight and then after season eight came out hbo was like yeah you can't have this we're gonna no we're gonna take this we're gonna go give it to somebody else you're not allowed to have it which I was like, thank God, because if I ever meet those producers in person, I'm going to junk punch them and then go, you know what you did and walk yeah, away. Walk so away. that will be my entrance. Right. To them. Well, since we're talking TV and movie, Mary, who would you cast as the leads when they give you the movie deal for your book? Yeah, so my trouble is I'm terrible to actors and actresses' names and the people I want aren't the right ages anymore, but... I want Boop to be Betty White, but Betty White like 20 years ago. Oh, I, I, that's a given. I think any grandmother character should be Betty White. Absolutely. And I want Eve to be Jennifer Lawrence with dyed hair, but also too old now. But nonetheless, that's, that's kind of like in my head who was there. That would be actually a ridiculously funny makeup of people. I feel like Betty Boop, Betty Boop, Betty White. Oh my God. Does not take her, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine over here. Um, 
I feel like she doesn't take herself very seriously and just does stuff to have fun. Like one of my favorite Betty White movies is Lake Placid. Oh yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's a horror movie it's about a, a giant movie. alligator. Oh my kid, my daughter watched it. I saw the end. <laughs> There is a scene right. where, because she's been feeding the alligator, her and her husband, including yeah. That's her husband, right. not That's eaten right. by the alligator. But um, she has this scene where she's pouring tea for the deputies, and she goes, "You know, I hope, I hope that alligator eats your deputy, every single one of them." <laughs> she's pouring tea. So well done. I love it. I love it. Okay, so. Um, what do you consider your writing, um, like, things that you do weirdly? Like, some people, a lot of characters shrug or blink or blink twice or smirk or grit their teeth. Like, what do you find that you put in a book that your editor is like, stop doing this? So, they definitely smile too much. Oh. Yeah. And they... Um, do things with their eyebrows a lot. <laughs> oh, there's oh, we got a lot of facial expression. Huh? Yeah, and then and then it's words, and I happen to love the word just. Apparently, you cannot say the word just too many times <laughs> when you're me. Nope. So that just happened. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, yeah. Nobody listening is going to think I'm clever. They're just going to be like, he is drunk. Why is she allowed to talk? Because <laughs> it's, it's your show. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. 100%. God, 100%. Darn it. it is my show. Um, Mark, next question. Uh, next question. All right. So um, you're, you're, you're mentioning your young adult favorites and stuff like that. When you, um, when you go to the store and you're looking at the, the titles and you're looking at the authors, what draws you? Uh, to a cover. To a cover. Well, it might be crazy to guess this, but I like color. <laughs> okay. Um, so color definitely draws my eye. Um, and then, like, I like something that, like, kind of pops, but doesn't look like the 10 books that are sitting next to it. And that's a weird thing to say because it feels like that's often what publishers do. Like, I'm going to have a shot of the people just kissing and you're going to know it's a Nicholas Sparks book, as you mentioned earlier or in the last show. And, um, or I'm going to have a girl who's, you could only see the back of her at the beach and we're going to have like 10 different books with them. And it, I think it conveys a certain kind of book to a reader. And I get that's why you do that, but that does not draw me. Because again, I read like widely, perhaps would be how I would say it and not deeply. So I don't want to read 10 books with a girl whose back is facing me at the beach. I might read one and I'll like it, but now I'm going to go read something completely different. I, you know, so yeah. So you're not a pop. series addict. Do you get addicted to series? You read Harry Potter. So Explain uh, to game. me the difference in what you are saying, my friend. So I like series that have a beginning and an end. I don't like series. Well, I don't necessarily dislike them, but I get bored with them. I'll say like I might like two or three. But that are like in the same place, the same characters and are just sort of doing a plot 
a new plot each time, but it's kind of formulaic. That that like I get bored of after two or three books. Doesn't mean I don't like the two or three books, and I'm glad to have read them. But I'm not someone who's going to read your thirty book series wherever. Um, and not because it's bad or or whatever, but just because like I I I like to move on. But because Harry Potter and Hunger Games and Game of Thrones theoretically all have a beginning and an end. It's not just like we're rehab. They're not episodic, I guess. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. And I thought of another question and lost it, but it's coming back to me right now. I can tell. Oh, yes. Do you finish a book regardless or do you throw it away if you're not happy? I almost always finish it. I have a hundred page rule and um, which is maybe too long. I have been for the last two years contemplating shortening it but I haven't um and usually by the time I'm 100 pages in there's something about it that I feel like well crap I've already read 100 pages and I do really want to know what happens with this so I finish it yeah I think you ought to change that rule (laughs) I should I should Um, I was thinking 50 might be more like yeah, I, I've heard 50. I, I even think give it the first chapter or two at the most. Yep. But even, I mean, there have been a couple of books in my life that I read a chapter or two of and was like, yeah, I'm done. But usually it's because at that point, like, like the book is way too dark for like the mood I'm in or something like that. Not like it's not like I'm done forever, but like this is not going to work for me in the space I'm in right now. No, it makes sense. I just think your time is very valuable. And when I hear, see, I'm one of those people, though, that will not finish a book if it's, I don't care where in the book I get to, if it pushes me out of the story. Like, sometimes I'll be a little forgiving for, and it's not typos and stuff like that. Every freaking book has a typo in it. And sure. it doesn't matter. I don't care if you are the greatest author in the entire universe. You have typos in your damn book. Absolutely. It's not Even that. You have it's, the best editors. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care how many proofreads you get. You'll get that book and you'll be like, oh my God. That's why Stephen King put a thing on his website. I always encourage authors to do this, to report things that are wrong in the book. Because then you can go back and at some point just resend the manuscript out again and fix those things that are wrong in the book. But, um, and he's Stephen King, so he can do stuff like that. But I think that for me, um, if you're not drawn in and the story isn't really entertaining and really sparking some kind of joy, so to speak, you know, the joy of turning up, then I would, I'd throw it away because your time is valuable, especially if you're a mom and you're writing and doing all these things, social media, you do not have time for somebody's okay. Kind of, I can sort of relate maybe to this character book. I did that for a couple books this year that, are were ones I was eagerly anticipating and got near the end on two. And I still just was like, no, this is no, no. My daughter. All right. I read her Harry Potter one and Harry Potter two and Harry Potter three, Harry Potter four and three chapters before the end of the book. She's like, yeah, I'm done. I could not believe it. (laughs) My daughters did that with Eric, the Viking. They got up to the last chapter and they're like, dad, I don't want to know the end. It's too scary. And I'm like, what? Really? Anyway. From Eric the Viking? Eric the Viking. I never read that. Yep. Oh, it's a, it was also made into a movie. Yeah. Uh, again, completely different from the book. But the, yeah. the book was, it was uh, Terry Jones and um, who wrote it from my, uh, from Monty Python. Oh, okay. Past. 
but he wrote a children's book about a, a Viking adventuring and it was all, and it's a, it's a fun series. It's very much hobby. Like funny, like Monty yeah, Python funny? Not really. It's more like classic Viking adventure. But then when they did it as a uh, movie, they made it Monty Python silly. Okay. And the movie uh, is one of, to me, it's an 80s movie. It yeah. is one of the best, funniest movies when it comes to a certain, it actually kind of has so much relevance right now. I brought this up on another one of the shows, but there's a scene in this movie where they go to this, I think it's attempting to be like a Greek isle that's in the middle of the ocean. High Brazil. Yes. The legendary and, continent of High Brazil. Yes. And all of these people, there's peace on this island. There's never been blood shed on the island. Lovely. So there's a curse on this island that if blood is shed on the island, the island sinks into the ocean. So, of course, a bunch of Vikings show up on this island. And it, although it's a comedy, blood is spilled. Right. So the island starts sinking and the princess, the king's daughter, is like, we've got to get off this island. The Vikings have boats. She's trying to evacuate this island. And the whole time they're playing music and they're like, it's simply not happening. And it's sinking. And literally she is desperately pleading for people and they just go right under the water. Yep. And it kind of reminds me. down with the ship or the island. Yep. 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 And it kind of reminds me of what's happening right now in the world. <laughs> Little, little on the nose there, yeah. Yeah, got some, yeah change, got some climate change opinions. I'm, I'm, I'm gathering. Well, it's not just climate change; just anybody who pretends something is not happening, like it's not actually existing. It drives yeah. me crazy. You know, science. There's science that says certain things. I don't agree with everything, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. Okay. Anyway, yep. Yep. Different topic. Totally. Do you listen to music when you read? Uh, right. Right, you uh, music, right. I can usually. I don't. If I do, it can't have words because that's confusing. Um, so there's like this thing called like Brain FM, I think, and it's like kind of like I don't know, moody music. Sometimes I'll listen to that, but it's usually because there's noise going on around me that I want to block out more than I actually want to listen to that. Um, so mostly I prefer silence or the babble of voices that I can't really hear what they're talking about, but they're behind me. Do you watch movies when you're writing at all? No. Do you watch movies when you write? I put them on in the background. Really? That doesn't confuse you? That would confuse me. <laughs> I know. I can't do it either. I can't do no, it either. No, I, I can because I think I, I'm one of those people that re-watches movies over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy I won't mention how many times I've seen Galaxy Quest, for instance. Like, it's an obscene number of Go times. One. Go on. Okay. Yeah. But I can put it on in the background. And since I already know what's going to happen, it doesn't necessarily draw my attention. So it's like I comforting? Like, what? Is it like comforting? Like, why is it on? It's just, I, I can't do total silence. Okay. I have to do noise. Like I have to write with noise on and depending on a lot college, of people, she used to walk into a room and she'd like turn the TV on and then she'd like walk out. Like she just needed the sound of the TV in the house. Yep. It's yeah. Noise thing. That's you. Yeah. I have, yeah, to, I have, to, have, I have to have noise. noise. And so. if I'm writing, it depends. Cause also if I'm writing um, erotica, a lot, I listen to a lot of Celtic music, like a lot okay. of high fantasy Celtic, even with words, but if I'm writing horror, there are certain soundtracks that I listen to over and over again that are super duper creepy. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. 
you know, just to get me. And then I freak myself out sometimes when I'm running and have to get up and walk away. So there, that happens too. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. that. So did you not have a playlist for this epic road trip? I do. On my website, there's a, there's a playlist. I made one, but I didn't really listen to it while I wrote it. I just made it up afterward. <laughs> like you're a writer and you had to make up stuff. It happens. Yeah, I made it up. I just saw it. There should be a playlist for a road yeah. trip, but like I don't have to listen to it while I write. No, I was thinking that there should be a playlist for your road trip and stuff yeah, like that. So I did. I made one in Spotify. It's called Boopity's awesome. Road Trip Playlist or something. <laughs> something really super Very original nice. like that. Hey, but it works. Now that we are doing uh, in-person events again in some places, uh, are you uh, are you uh, appearing anywhere anytime soon? I had one just last week. It was super Thank awesome. I was I was on vacation at Sunset Beach, which is one of the places I stop on the road trip. And so before I went, I said, "Hey, I'm going to be in the area. I'd love to come in and do a thing." I kind of thought they would say no, but they didn't. <laughs> they were like, "Yes, and we will have an event, and we will have cookies and punch." Yep. So I said, "Oh, you got cookies and punch? Cookies and punch? Oh, I gotta That's call good. Nancy and never step up her game at this." Point. Yeah, I was gonna say there are some. You better get on that, Mark. Books and Park Place needs to have cookies and punch. We used to do that all the time. It's, it's just been we we, we got it out of that. It was nice. And so I was on vacation at Sunset Beach, and so the library had the event, and they brought in some people, and then my vacation at Sunset Beach is also a family reunion. I'll call it. So there's like 10 cottages of people who are related to me or friends of people who are related to me. And I didn't want anyone to feel like I have to go to Mary's thing at the library in the middle of my vacation in the middle of a beach day. But there were a handful of people who like just chose, they knew it was happening and chose to come. So it was kind of cool. It was like half a room of like my, my relatives and half a room of strangers and it was, it, they were talking and they were, I don't know. It was like, it was a really, really, really nice feeling. I mentioned that I cried all the time. I ended up like getting choked up at one point <laughs> and, and that was kind of embarrassing, but you know, Hey, whatever. Successful event. That's exactly That's okay. The first event. time somebody goes up to your table and says, I read your book and it changed my life. We already know what the end result is. Okay. Don't start crying. This is not a podcast for crying. Oh, okay. There's no crying and drinking with authors. That's not a thing, but I can't wait for that to happen for you because I, I think that will be amazing. And I, yeah. I am quite sure you will at some point hear that. Yep. Yeah. I've gotten a couple emails, three emails I can think of that were kind of like that. So that's nice too. You've we, somebody. we get the emails where they're like, I went, took my grandmother on a road trip because of your book. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. I haven't gotten that one. I got the, I'm a grandma and my daughter and granddaughter live with me and we hadn't been getting along. And after I read your book, I now greet the differences in our view, life worldviews with more humor than I had before. Yeah. And we're all getting along a lot better. See, yeah. look, life-changing oh, book there. That was cool. And somebody else who said, I haven't read a book in 20 years. I actually know this person. I haven't read a book in 20 years. But I read the book because you wrote it and I liked it. And now I've read three more. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Look at you changing the world left and right. One reader at a time. <laughs> hey, that's all that matters. That's all it takes. Okay, Mark, I'm giving you the final question of the evening. Oh, geez. No, no pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. 
Um, but all the pressure. All right. So all the pressure is, all right. So you're given an unlimited amount of time to write your book, your next book, given an Mm -hmm. unlimited amount of money to write your next book. Mm -hmm. So you just can focus on it. What is your, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And what are you going to write? What the hell kind of, wow. That was a, that's a a meaning question. All right. Mary. Let me tell you like my favorite place to write in the whole world. There we go. Which is weird, but have you, you guys know Highlights Magazine? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, they have a thing called the Highlights Foundation and they do writing workshops in some property that they own in Pennsylvania. And they have this big like farmhouse and then they have these like little cabins and you can go and do a workshop. And those are really awesome. Love them. But you could also go and just stay there. And so you get this like little one room cabin with a bathroom and that's all that's there. And then you go to the barn for your meals and they have a freaking gourmet chef who like cooks you this amazing food. And it, you know, at dinner you have wine and there are often other writers there and you sit there and you drink wine with them after dinner. But then you're like, there's nothing to do in this little property other than write. So there's not distractions, but you get these amazing meals. You don't have to cook. And you get to drink. And so I would go and spend a lot of time there. There we go. Good enough for me. Okay. That was actually a pretty epic question, Mark. Virtual high five. Okay. (laughs) Mary, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Again, tell people where to find you. Um, MaryHelenSheriff.com. One R, two Fs, just like the policeman. And um, my Facebook group, Bookish Road Trip. And we'd love to see you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you for having me. It's been super fun. I'm not feeling sober anymore. Like we've okay, been recording long yeah. enough that like I, I I I feel like it's a good time to stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that before we started this last episode. It's fine though. It's fine. I'm good there. It's fine. It's all good. Okay. I have been your this has been drinking with authors. I'm gonna remember the title of this podcast, even as I said. This has been Drinking with Authors Literary Briefs. I've been your host, Erica Lance. My co-host has been Mark Muncy from Erie, Florida. Amazing. And our guest has been Mary Sheriff, who is absolutely wonderful. Go out, find her, buy her book, and have it change your road tripping life. 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 And I'm gonna leave it right there. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>